Are you ready to change your life for the better? I hope your answer to this question is yes. Otherwise, you might have chosen the wrong podcast to listen to, but all are welcome. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Mind Body Budget. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, here once again to share realistic information on personal growth ideas. I live in the Midwest, I work in finance, and I'm interested in self-help and in sharing tips that you can actually apply to your life. Every person should have access to resources on mental, physical, and financial health. This type of life advice isn't typically taught in school, so many young adults are left wondering how to do life. I am one of those adults, but I'm here to share what I learn along the way so you can benefit from my research and mistakes and advice and what have you. Let me start by saying I hope everyone is doing well. I'll be releasing this episode in February, which means we are more than one-twelfth of the way through the year. I keep saying that to myself, and it sounds crazy. My, how time flies. I'm at least grateful for time flying by until we get to spring. There were a couple weeks that we hit sub-zero temps here in the Midwest, and the snow just would not stop. I wasn't sure if I'd survive the winter. I wasn't sure if my car was going to survive the winter either, but she's trying her best. It stopped working in the cold and miraculously came back to life. My battery has lived a hard life. But honestly, I'm lucky to have a warm apartment, a car to get me places, and a cat to cuddle with at the end of the day. So there's my positive note as I try to convince myself that I can make it through to the end of this winter. And weirdly, the last few weeks it's all of a sudden been in like the 40s and 50s, so now I'm mentally feeling like it is spring and global warming is upon us and nothing makes sense. So anyways, I've been trying to stay focused on my yearly goals to be sure I set myself up for success. People frequently point out that New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals are forgotten and abandoned after the first month of the year. So right about now, in February, is when most people might have already abandoned their New Year's resolutions. But not us. We're built different. We aren't quitters. I'm keeping my goals within eyesight, and I know you are too. Or you can bring them back into eyesight if they've slightly slipped out of your line of vision. Don't worry if things haven't gone perfect so far. The most important part of falling is knowing how to get up again afterwards, or just knowing that you can get up afterwards. One of the New Year's goals that I set for myself this year is to give back, donate, or volunteer at least once a month. So recently, I've been brainstorming how I can help my local community throughout the year. While I was researching how I can get involved in my local community, I decided to share what I found with you guys so you can get some ideas for giving back. So let's talk a little bit about why you might give back or volunteer or donate. Then I'll go through examples of how you can get involved. Cue music! There are many reasons why you might want to volunteer or give back to your community. Giving back is a really powerful way to feel involved, do good, support different causes, and it's a healthy way to spend your time. You're helping people and you're acting as a positive force within the area that you live in. You can volunteer at organizations that align with your values, so you're using it to support causes that you're genuinely passionate about. It sucks to feel powerless, or like the people we vote into office don't make a difference. Or like there isn't enough resources and funding going towards things that matter and truly affect our lives. There are tons of organizations that deserve more attention and support within our local communities. Showing up for those organizations that could use extra support can make a significant difference. 
especially on a smaller local level where you will be making a direct impact. I love the idea of helping where I can and directly making a positive impact where I can. Not only are you helping people, but volunteering can be beneficial for your mental health and perspective. It can help you shift away from selfish-fueled thoughts and gain gratitude for what you do have. Volunteering can teach you more about a subject or cause that you're interested in. You can get on-the-job experience in a field that you're considering for a job or career down the line. This is also something that's great to add to a resume after you've gotten some on-the-job hours in. You can meet new people and friends while you're volunteering. Plus, it can be absolutely free if you're trying to find budget-friendly ways to entertain yourself. I know some people might be enacting a low or no buy plan this year, and volunteering is a great way to fill your time. You would be actively avoiding activities that are consumerist-centered. Focus that energy on giving rather than consuming. Or maybe you're trying to find more sober activities to participate in. I know the struggle as someone in her mid-20s trying to find that balance of fun and parties and responsibility and purpose. I'm actively trying to find more activities that won't leave me hungover afterwards. I'm also focused on giving back because I want to foster generosity in myself. I'm a victim of a scarcity mindset at times, and it's no surprise. That mindset is ingrained into us as Americans because what would fund the financial machine of America if we already had everything we needed? Or if we were satisfied with what we already have? I want to work on that. By giving back, I don't just hope to help other people or the environment, but I hope that will help me shift my mindset towards abundance. A lot of us could benefit from shifting our mindset towards abundance so we don't constantly feel like we don't have enough, that we aren't enough, that we'll never make enough money, or that we'll never have enough resources to live the life that we want. I speak from personal experience as someone whose anxieties used to constantly revolve around being, quote, enough, which just isn't fair. I'm enough. You're enough, we're enough, as is. So there are some fantastic reasons to increase your charitable actions, but now that you might want to give back, how are you gonna do it? I know that sometimes it can be difficult to know where to start. Taking action is the hardest part of, well, anything. So since I'm gonna do this 12 times this year, here are some ideas for giving back that you guys might also want to try. Number one, volunteer your time. This is probably the most common type of volunteering that you've done or heard of. Research nonprofit organizations near you and pick one that aligns with your values. There is something for everyone. Once you find an organization you'd like to support, you can usually visit their website and find their volunteer section to learn more about what type of opportunities they offer. Most places will have some type of application or sign-up sheet found on their website. Brainstorm the types of volunteer activities you want to participate in. You can play with puppies and clean kennels at your local animal shelter. You can volunteer at your local soup kitchen to help prepare food for unhoused individuals. You can volunteer with organizations that are environmentally focused to help with sustainability or conservation. Maybe you can volunteer at your local library, hospital, community center, or school. Whatever speaks to you and you're interested in, you can get involved. When I was younger, I used to volunteer at this nonprofit forest conservation organization. That was a lot of words. That was an awesome experience to be involved with. I'm currently looking into volunteering at a local botanical garden because I also used to work in a garden center. And for the most part, I prefer to interact with plants rather than people. I want to pick something that sounds appealing to me as an introvert. You'll be able to find something that fits your level of comfort 
and what you're interested in. Luckily, you have lots of options to choose from. Number two, donate blood. This one is usually pretty easy because the Red Cross constantly has blood drives in most cities. Scheduling an appointment with the Red Cross is simple to do online, and donating blood only takes about an hour for the process of checking in, answering medical questions, donating, then grabbing a snack. I know there's some discomfort around donating blood because needles, but donating blood saves lives. Needles are a common fear, and I know that fear all too well. I used to have the biggest fear of shots up until I was in high school. My doctor told me I was too old to be crying about shots. I will probably remember that forever. Side note, I want you to know that you can cry at anything at any age. It's fine. You don't need to be shamed. But if you can possibly put aside that fear, it's way worse when you imagine it than when you're doing it, and the process is quick. It's worth noting that there are some conditions that might disqualify you from being able to donate blood, but you'll be asked several questions to ensure that you're eligible. If you're not eligible to donate, don't worry, there are plenty of other ways that you can get involved. The Red Cross actually visited my work a few weeks ago for a blood drive, and I signed up to donate. It wasn't my first time, so I knew what to expect. You'll want to be mindful if it's your first time donating blood. You will literally feel drained, and it can make you temporarily lightheaded. So make sure to stay hydrated leading up to it, get a good night's rest the night before donating, and make sure to eat throughout the day. This can help your body handle the donation a bit easier so you don't end up passing out during the donation. Being dehydrated and donating blood is not a vibe. Not to mention, be careful with alcohol after donating because there's less blood in your body to dilute the alcohol, so you might feel the effect stronger. So keep those things in mind. Overall, it's a quick process, and you're truly helping someone who needs it. And after donating, you might even get a free snack. I left my blood donation with apple juice, Cheez-Its, and fruit snacks. Luckily, I followed the guidelines for taking care of myself the day prior and the day of, and after donating, the rest of my day was completely normal. This minor inconvenience of donating is so valuable to patients who need blood. So consider donating blood as a way that you can give back. Number three, go through your belongings and donate what you no longer use. You can donate to a homeless shelter or organizations that can help get those belongings to someone who will use them. One of my favorite places to donate and shop is the Goodwill. There are plenty in my city and I believe it's a solid nonprofit organization. As you guys probably already know, I like a good deal and I love to thrift. I also go through my closet at least once a year and donate anything I don't use to the Goodwill. Donating to thrift stores gives people who can't afford to shop new a larger selection to choose from, and you avoid throwing your unused items away to end up in a landfill somewhere. You know what they say, one man's trash is another woman's goodwill haul. And I've talked about this a few times, but most of us in America have a lot of random stuff everywhere. Not only do we have a lot of random stuff, but it's a lot of random stuff that we never use. Cutting down on your belongings can help you feel lighter, less cluttered, and can help you focus on the items that actually bring you joy. Consider how your life would look if you poured more of yourself into your relationships, hobbies, interests, and passions rather than your belongings. Of course, you're allowed to spend money on things that you want and love, but I'm sure you have lots of stuff around your house that you don't love or even necessarily want. It's just there. So designate a time to go through your closets and drawers and basement and put everything you don't need into a bag and get that stuff donated somewhere that will actually use it. 
You may want to research where you can donate things in your area to check what your options are and what type of organizations align with your values. You can even hold on to your receipt for possible tax deductions from your donations. Number four, arrange a donation drive. This is where you organize to collect items from people to donate to a specific cause. This could be a diaper drive, a coat drive, or a canned food drive. It can be to collect school supplies, books, or Christmas toys for kids. I did this with a group a few years ago and collected coats for a coat drive to donate to a local homeless shelter. It felt awesome to initiate a donation drive rather than waiting for one to happen. I want you to know that you have the power to collect items or raise funds for a charity of your choosing. You don't need to wait for someone else to make the first move. It's possible to make change with the people that you already know, and social media is a great tool that you can use to spread the word to help get donations for your drive. You can post on social media, your friends can post on social media, you can tell your family about it, and maybe even some businesses might help support your fundraiser or allow you to put up flyers at their business to get the word out about your drive. You might be surprised by how many people are willing to help or donate items for a good cause. Any size of donation for a charity is valuable, and you'll definitely gain a sense of accomplishment and pride after organizing some type of charity donation event. And number five, donate money. This is a great alternative to donating your time if you simply don't have a lot of it. Donating money towards causes you're passionate about will directly help them fund what they're working on. Money is a great resource, as we all well know. Sometimes it's the resource our favorite organizations need the most so they can continue doing what they do. You may want to research the companies you're donating money to to ensure the funds are being spent appropriately. You might even look into tax benefits you can receive by donating to charity. I've heard some people express discomfort around companies that ask for you to donate some change at the register so your dollars are actually helping them get a tax break. Regardless, donating to charity will benefit those who need it, so it is what it is. This leads into the whole... If someone does good things with bad or selfish ulterior motives, is it really good? Well, I think most things we do have ulterior motives, or maybe just motives, whatever. This is all speculation. I'm not a billionaire corporation owner, so I don't know the ins and outs of this situation, but these companies might be onto something. No, really, if you're going to donate your money towards charity, you should be the one getting the tax break. And you should be able to donate funds towards a charity that you choose and you want to support. But when it comes to taxes, always remember to talk to a tax advisor and research stuff for your tax situation. Last thing you want is the IRS coming after you. Anywho, consider donating your money when you don't have the time. Even smaller amounts like $25 or $50 do add up, and they do make a difference. Now that you have some ideas for how you can give back to your community, I challenge you to choose something that interests you and try it out this month or next. Of course, there are many other ways that you can do good, I'm just over here skimming the surface and trying to get you thinking of how you can incorporate this into your life. Maybe you'll end up really enjoying the organization you volunteer for and become a regular, or maybe you'll end up finding your next passion or career move, or maybe you'll discover that something you thought you were passionate about and being involved in isn't what you thought it would be, so you can decide to try something else. It's okay to try something and not like it. That's how you learn about yourself. Regardless, giving back will be a positive force for you and for your community, so I encourage you to do it. Thanks again for listening to Mind Body Budget. I'll be back soon to give you more personal growth tips. 